0: Hello everyone, I am Bob Maine, and you're listening to another episode of today's Survival Show. Helping you do what you can, with what you have, wherever you are. Well, this is episode number 281, Beyond Gear. And I'm going to talk, I'm gonna, I'll explain exactly what I mean b- about Beyond Gear. Pretty soon. Thanks for supporting me, and thanks for listening. You know, I'm. This is a resurgence of today's survival show. I w- I've gone through about a year where I didn't put out a lot of episodes. You know, not very many, like about you know, a handful of episodes in a year. And you know, most of you know why if you've been listening to me long enough. You know, my life, my personal life, uh, dealing with a with a wife that's disabled and and fighting a terminal disease and going through my cancer fight and praise god i am cancer free now for a year and a half and of course having to work a full-time job and all that i just got real busy and i kept the handgun world podcast going and just putting an episode out on the handgun world podcast every week was enough for me but I have now things have settled down now. And I've got kind of a new strategy here for the show. This podcast is now probably gonna be about thirty minutes in length each episode. That's about it. But I'm gonna do a lot of various different topics and when things come to my mind, I'm gonna get on the recorder and talk to you about it. And I'm gonna try to put up at least about thirty minutes every week. And I think that you're gonna find that It'll be informational. It'll be hard hitting, and maybe an interview or two. And let's see if this new strategy works and works for me and works for you, listening. So I want to talk about beyond gear. Being a good modern survivalist is far more than just having a lot of gear. And and we get we get pretty enamored with gear, folks. You know, it's it's easy to have you know cool generators and it's we like to have cool guns and the ability to freeze dry food and and can and all the fancy gardening techniques and tools and things you know we like to have pretty neat e- neatly equipped bug out vehicles and all that stuff that's all good it's all good it's all part of prepping it's all part of being a modern survivalist and and doing it in the in this day and age i'm recording this Right now, on July 24th, 2016, uh, that's today's date. That's the other thing. I'm, I'm going to start giving out the date again when I do these shows so that in the future when you're listening to this and you're listening to maybe some back episodes, you'll when I talk about things and, and maybe current events and stuff, you'll know what date it was I was recording this so you'll know what date these types of things were on my mind. So beyond gear. Beyond your tools and your and your fancy stuff, you got to have training. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about software and motivation because those are the two things that I think are just as important. Now, when I say software, I'm not talking about computer software. There's hardware and there's software. There's gear, which is all your tools, all your inanimate objects, and then there's software. Your brain what you know and what you, what you have the ability to do and the skills that you possess. And I'm on a mission now for about the next couple years to work a lot on software. Here's what I mean. First of all, I'm going to give you some examples of things that I'm planning to do that's beyond gear, but it's going to help my survivability. I like to make this show about things that we can do to prep in case disaster hits but also things that we can do to prevent some disasters from striking us one disaster is not staying physically fit oh man maybe i got your attention i don't know uh it can be a real disaster if you're not physically fit in a lot of different ways. So I want to talk about fitness. Right now I'm out of shape. I gotta get in better shape. I'm five feet ten and a half and I weigh about two hundred and six pounds. I got I got too much on me. So I am going to get back into better shape. I used to be in real good shape. Now Why is this an important prep and an important survival skill? Why is this an important piece of your software? Several reasons. I talked about it in the last episode, back in episode 280, when I was talking about surviving a terrorist attack or an active shooter event. How good a shape you're in could could have a big impact on on your ability to escape. To escape a bad situation. You might have to escape a terrorist attack or a shooting. You might have to evacuate the area that you live in. And being physically fit is going to make it easier to pack your bug out vehicle, to build a structure, for example, uh, at your new location. If you're going to go, if you have a bug out location and you're going to go to your bug bug out location, you might have to do quite a bit of work. How physically fit you are determines usually how well you're able to work. So, evacuating, escaping a dangerous area, going to work when you get to your bug out location. Even if you bug in, like I'm a real big fan of. Working on your premises that you own or that you lease or rent that you're in charge of. The more the better shape you're in the more energy you have. You know I was sitting in church today and we had a guest preacher at church and he was talking about a little bit about physical fitness and he told a story. I'm going to try to remember this as best as I can. He told a story about somebody that was You know, he was out of shape and somebody was in his congregation was, you know, kind of brought it up that, hey, you know, pastor, you might need to get in a little bit better shape. And and he says, yeah, he says, how would I do that? Because I travel a lot and I'm really busy and, you know, and I travel a lot, too, folks. And I know when you travel, it's hard to stay in shape. He was given the advice. You know what? Starting today, do one or two push push-ups before you go to bed. And this guest preacher said, so he started it. And the advice he was given is, start today, do one or two push-ups. The next night, increase it to a third push-up. The next night, a fourth push-up. The next night, a fifth push-up. Keep going. Keep increasing it by one push-up per night. And this preacher said, you know... In no time, he was doing 50, 75, 100 push-ups. And I'm sure that sometimes he was able to increase it by more than just one per night. But the point is, is he's starting slow. And I think he said he got up to like 200 push-ups a day. You could combine sit-ups with that too. So here's a challenge. You're listening to this tonight. Or you're listening to this maybe during the daytime. Tonight... Do a couple of push-ups and a couple of sit-ups. If you're in really good shape, this will be a piece of cake and it'll take you 15 seconds. But if you're out of shape, you're a little bit like me, just do it. Do a couple sit-ups, a couple push-ups. That's it. That's it. Don't try to do 10, 15, 20, 30. Don't try to do that. Okay, because you've gotta kinda of take baby steps. And if you push yourself too hard and you're sore the next day, you're not gonna like yourself the next day. And then you're gonna get discouraged because you're gonna be hurting all over and you're gonna say, Man, I'm not I'm not taking Bob Main's advice again. I'm not doing any more push ups. I'm not doing any more sit ups. So don't torture yourself. Don't don't overextend yourself right away. So that's what I'm gonna start doing. So I'm driving in the I'm driving in the mo- in the Modern Survival Mobile Studio, and I'm going on a business trip. I'm going to be at my destination in about an hour and a half. And uh, before I go to bed tonight, I'm going to be checking into a hotel. And before I go to bed tonight, I know I can do two quality push-ups, and I know I can do two or three quality sit-ups. So that's it. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to make a note in my iPhone. I'm going to use the notes feature in my iPhone and I'm going to keep track. I'm going to put in today's date and I'm going to keep track of how many push-ups and how many sit-ups. It's probably going to be two push-ups and it's probably going to be two or three sit-ups. That's it. And I'm going to put today's date, July 24th and I'm going to record how many I did. And every day I'm going to increase that by one. One. Increase each one by one. In six months... I'm going to be doing a lot of push ups and a lot of sit ups. You think about it, six months is about 180 days. So if I increase it by one every day, uh, by the time six months rolls around, I should be doing 180 of each, right? <laughs> I don't know if I'll be doing 180 push ups or 180 sit ups, but you get the point. It's going to get you in shape. Just simply doing that. Just that alone. Now, you might branch off. You might do some other things. You might do some other types of exercise. And if you prefer to do these in the morning rather than in the evening, that's fine. Whatever. I'm not a morning guy. I I don't do mornings very well. I do evenings a whole lot better. So, I'll probably do mine in the evening. But physical fitness. And you don't have to be a physical specimen You don't have to have, you know, a completely flat washboard stomach guys and and gals. You know, you don't have to be uh, this uh, extremely perfectly in shape woman that looks like you're you're an aerobics teacher or something. Now, who knows? Maybe some of you who are listening to this, maybe you are an an aerobics instructor, but not very many are. But You just have to be in reasonable condition. And it's going to help you mentally as well. It gives you a sense of accomplishment. It's going to avoid depression. A lot of people are depressed these days. A lot of people are depressed because they don't eat very well. They don't exercise. And I'll tell you what, changing your diet and changing your exercise, it will definitely help you with any form of depression that you are experiencing. I'm not saying it's going to cure it, but it's certainly going to help. Don't just rely on medication. I've been negligent on this. I, I've been kind of negligent because here I am, a cancer survivor. I survived stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Went through a lot of treatment. Went through a. Uh, I went through about six months of chemotherapy, and then the cancer came back. It went into my brain. Uh, I had a, a malignant brain tumor at the base of my brain. Fortunately. It was a a tumor that was easy for them to take out. Uh, Well, not not all that easy. About a six and a half hour surgery. But they got it all out. And it hasn't come back in my brain yet, thank God. Then I had to go through a stem cell transplant. An autologous stem cell transplant. They harvested my own stem cells. Wiped out my body. Wiped out my immune system. And then put my own clean stem cells back into my body, kind of hit the reset button, kind of like hitting the uh, restart button on a computer, and that's what they did on my body, so I've been negligent, I I should be doing a better job with all this, so I'm going to start, here I am getting on this podcast and talking to you about it, now I'm committed, I I can't let you down now, I can't go back on my word, I've got to do it. And I want to do it. So that's part of the software. Is your physical fitness. Or maybe it's walking. Maybe if you just go out and walk, start with 100 yards. Just about anybody in reasonable physical condition can walk 100 yards. Now if you're disabled, this doesn't apply to you. If you're disabled to where you can barely walk, this doesn't apply to you. But do what you can actually. But if you're in reasonable condition, go out and walk 100 yards, and the next day, walk 120 yards, and the next day 150, and the next day 175, and the next day 200. Keep on going. Keep on increasing it by like 20 to 25 yards per day. Okay. The other software. The other the other um, thing beyond gear. Beyond gear. How about training classes? Any kind of a training class that's going to help you survive, whether it be a first aid class, whether it be a canning class, whether it be a self-defense class, or maybe it's a uh, firearms class, or maybe it's a gardening class. Maybe it's a a class on carpentry, if if you're good at that and you're trying to build things. You know... uh, Maybe it's an auto mechanics class to learn how to fix your own vehicles and, and rebuild vehicles and things. And those, those could be excellent survival skills and could really come in handy if there is a disaster. Training classes. I've already taken one training class this year. I'm going to take a second training class in, uh, in August, middle of August. So I'll be going to uh, Tennessee. Tennessee to take a second training class for this year. You know, you'd be surprised. There are are a lot of people who've never taken any kind of a training class outside of their normal schooling in their life. It's kind of sad. So, your mind, your mind needs to be trained and it needs to be fed. You know, about... Nine months ago, nine or ten months ago, I took a sales training class. Now, how does this apply to survival? Well, I need to survive today, too. I need to make my life better today. I need to continue to work and earn money. And I'm a, a professional salesperson. That's what I do for a living. Well, nine months ago, when I took the sales training class, I had been selling for a little over 29 years. Now it's a little over 30 years. But I opened up my mind and realized that, you know what, there was a lot that I could learn. And I did. And it was great. And I'm able to apply some of what I learned in that sales training class to my job now to make me better. And of course, I've had a lot of sales training when I was younger. And I even taught a lot of sales training classes. I've taught many of them over the years. So, but you always have to be willing to learn. You always have to be willing to learn. You can judge a professional by what they learn after they think they know it all. Now, I'll say that again. You can judge a professional or you can judge a person by what they learn after they think they know it all. You never know it all, folks. So, that's another piece of software. Training classes. And by the way... You need to repeat training classes. You can't just take a training class once and say, Okay, I got it. doesn't work that way, folks. Repetition is the mother of learning. I've talked about that many times. Repetition is the mother of learning. Repetition is the mother of learning. Repetition is the mother of learning. <laughs> I repeated that several times so that that gets ingrained in your mind. There's nothing wrong with taking a training class a second or a third time. How many of you listening to this see movies more than once? Huh? Yeah, I've done it. A lot of us, we see movies more than once. Did you pick up something out of the movie that you didn't pick up the first time? Of course. It's the same thing with any training class. Another topic I want to talk about that's beyond gear is finances. Oh, man, I've brought up finances a lot on today's survival show. Oh, it's essential. It's, you know, if it's not number one, it's close to number one. Well, it's not number one. Money is not number one. Money shouldn't be number one in your life. Okay? In my life, most of you know I'm a Christian. The Lord God and my Savior Jesus Christ, they are number one in my life. However, money is in my top three. You can typically tell what somebody's life is like by how they manage their money. Yeah. You ever notice that? I'll say that again. You can typically tell what somebody's life is like by how they manage their money. If they're financially a mess there's a pretty good chance that other parts of their life are also a mess. Be responsible over small things and you'll become ruler over many. So, if you can't manage your own personal finances, it's going to be harder for you to do much beyond that financially. Now, what does that mean? Well, First of all, being debt-free. And I've kind of made some mistakes, so I'm going to go ahead and admit a mistake. I don't ever mind admitting a mistake, even publicly like this on a podcast. John F. Kennedy once said, A mistake does not become a problem unless you fail to correct it. I'll say that again, John F. Kennedy. A mistake does not become a problem unless you fail to create to correct it. I bought some things that were a little bit out of my budget and, uh, you know, shouldn't have done that. Spent a little bit too much money. So now I'm in the process of paying those off. And I made a decision recently that I'm going to get very much back on the Dave Ramsey program real hardcore. I was real hardcore on his program, kind of got off of it a little bit, not completely, I've always been pretty responsible with money. We always, my family and I always have money left over at the end of every month. Some people have too much month at the end of the money. That's bad. We usually have a little bit of money left over at the end of every month. But what we did is kind of dug into the emergency fund a little bit, a little bit too much. Uh, but that's okay. You know, my wife had some medical needs that she had to pay for, that we had to pay for out of our own pocket. So, you know, you got to do that. And that's that's what you save money for. Emergencies, disasters like that. Small stink hit the fan events. like a me- Like a medical need. Okay? A medical need that you have to end up paying for out of your own pocket. So I'm back on the Dave Ramsey plan, and I'm on the drive-free plan that Dave Ramsey uh, talks about. Now, I really like that. Dave Ramsey talks about paying off your car if you have car payments on it. And then once you get your car paid off, keep making the payment on your car, but you're paying yourself instead. So let's say your, your car payment was $400 a month. Once you have your car paid off paying yourself that $400 a month open up a separate bank account maybe even a savings account or something like that and put that $400 every month that you had budgeted for the car payment put that $400 in the bank account and what you're doing is you're saving for your next car you think about that if you do that you'll have almost $5,000 saved up in a year you'll have almost ten grand saved up in two years and you should be able to drive that paid-off car for another couple of years. So at the end of that couple of years, you got ten grand, and maybe you can get a few thousand dollars for your car. You, you, you know, you you take the ten thousand dollars and the and the four thousand or five thousand that you can get for your car, and you pay cash for a fifteen thousand dollar car, and keep on doing that. Keep paying yourself that payment. Just keep on doing it. Keep on doing it, and pretty soon, you know. You're going to be driving for free. Now it's not completely free because you're making the payments to yourself, all right. But you're at least you're you're not paying a bank or you're not paying a, a car dealership or some kind of a automobile finance company and paying tons of interest. Now in my situation, I have kind of a unique situation. I have the modern survival mobile studio that I'm driving right now, which is a 2007. Honda Accord I I own two Honda Accords that are both paid for. My 2002 Honda Accord, which served as my mobile studio for five years I gave that to my son. I gave that to him as his first car It had about 154,000 miles on it and I gave that to my son as his first car. It's running great I've taken terrific care of that and it's running great So I also owned a 2007 Honda Accord paid off. So, that's now my mobile studio. And I don't owe anything on it. My employer reimburses me 57.5 cents for every mile that I drive for business. Well, you know folks, I drive enough business miles every month. Uh, I drive probably enough that that more than exceeds a car payment. So, what I'm starting as of today Is when I get my mileage reimbursement, that's going to go straight into my bank account every month. And I'm going to save that up and I'm going to drive this 2007 Honda for as long as it takes for me to get enough money saved up to get a different car for cash. And that will be driving for free, pretty much, because the money's going to come from my employer's mileage reimbursements. See how that works? Car payments are a horrible idea. A horrible idea. Because cars rarely, rarely ever appreciate. So you're spending money on something that continues to depreciate every month that you own it. And I got caught up in that, folks. I always had to have a new car. Every three or four years, I had to have a new car. I did that for a long time in my 20s, 30s, and even part of my 40s. Uh, Took me almost 50 years to wise up, folks. (laughs) And it's great because you have a lot of money left over to do other things. And what's really cool is that that's also a little bit of an emergency fund as well. So in case you have a stink hit the fan, you have an emergency that hits you, you can dig into your car fund a little bit and pay for the emergency, just make sure that you replenish that money back into your emergency fund whenever you have to do such a thing. Now this really helps you survive. Uh, maybe some of you want a bug out vehicle. Well do the same thing. Set up a little fund, put some money away every month until you can buy a bug out vehicle for cash. Don't finance a bug out vehicle. That's that's not that's not part of the survival philosophy. You know this this episode is beyond gear. And a lot of it is just basically how you approach things. I'd like to get a bug out vehicle. My next vehicle is probably not going to be a four-door car. My next vehicle is probably going to be something that I can buy that I can make a bug out vehicle. It's probably going to be my everyday vehicle, but it's also going to be my bug out vehicle as well. So think about that. You know, it might not be a complete off-road monster of a bug-out vehicle. But, it, you know, my next vehicle will be something that I'll, f- that I'll feel real comfortable, that is very well-equipped. If, for some reason, i got to go take a long trip to get out of the area. And, by the way, if I were ever to do that, if I were ever to take a long trip to evacuate my home area, it's with the intention of going back. It's with the intention of going back. Because... The vast majority of the time, if you have to evacuate your area, you'll be able to go back once the disaster has been calmed down a little bit. Once it's been mitigated, once services start to restore, once safety and security gets restored, in all likelihood, you're going to be able to go back. Now, one more thing about Beyond Gear, and I've got some more to talk about, but I'm probably going to save it for next week's episode. The last thing I want to do is I want to, I want to check up on you, you, the listener. I want to check up on you. Several months ago, I put out a podcast episode, and I talked about one of the tenets of survival, of modern survival, of common sense survival in the 21st century, is having a second or third source of income. Um, How many of you have set that up? How many of you have done that? How many of you have taken me up on that idea? How many of you have developed a second source of income? Or maybe even a second and a third source of income? It's very important. Very important. You know, if you're one of the fortunate people to be gainfully employed in a good job, it's it's a commitment. It's hard. It's not easy but find your passion find something that you like to do and see if you can turn it into a second source of income for yourself and i've done that in fact i've been doing that now for four or five years Uh, this podcast and also the handgun world podcast they started making a little bit of money for me about four years ago it took me a while i had to do i had to basically do everything and not make any money for about two or three years. I made nothing. Matter of fact, it cost me a little bit of money every year. But the old saying is true: you got to spend money to make money. You got to spend money wisely, though, to make money. But finally, it started clicking, and finally, it started catching on, and it started paying a lot, paying off a little bit financially. And now it's it's fairly steady, and it's not a lot. It's not. I'm not getting rich by any means, folks. Whew, man! If you think this is a way to get rich doing a podcast, uh. Very few, very few are able to. I'm not saying it's impossible. However, it can generate a pretty good income. Now, I think I provide a pretty good service. I think I provide real good ideas on both of my podcasts. If you like guns, the Handgun World podcast, I really give a lot of good gun education in firearms education, both safety and becoming effective. And I give a lot out there and people give back. And that's the kind of system that I really believe in. Here on today's survival show, same thing, same concept. So I'd appreciate it if you would give back. You know, remember I have an Amazon affiliate account. So how many of you have set up that second source of income? Or third source of income. I'd like to hear it if you have. You can leave me a voicemail. 210-646-1727. That's 210-646-1727. You can join the forum. Today's Survival Show Forum. Go to www.org. Today's survival.com. remember there are two S's in my website address Today's Survival.com. click the forum button and register for the forum if you're not registered to get your forum account approved I do it a little differently than a lot of other people you have to email me your username so I can approve your account and that's the way that I know that you're a serious listener if you're already a member of our forum Hey, it doesn't cost anything but a little bit of time. Check out the forum. There's a lot of good information on that. And uh, put some posts up and let's get the conversation going. Let's ramp up the forum again. It's slowed down a little bit the last few months. I want to get it going. And uh, like I said, remember to support me. Uh, There are a couple ways that you can give back to this show. One way you can give back to this this show costs you no extra money. No extra money. I know a lot of you buy things on Amazon. You might even have an Amazon Prime account. I am an Amazon affiliate. If you make a purchase on Amazon, go to todayssurvival.com, click the Amazon store, and there's a special link in my Amazon store page. Go to Amazon by using my Amazon store link, then log into your Amazon account. And Amazon will pay me when you order stuff. That's one way you can give back to my show. And, of course, you know, you're know you going to buy the thing anyway. Because that's why you're going to Amazon to buy it. So, just buy it through my my uh, affiliate link. And you'll be helping me out. Also, in, earlier in this episode, I talked about software. And if you own firearms. Because, you know, hey, self-defense is a vital part of your preparation. It's not the only thing that you need to do okay you can't eat your bullets i understand that but you defend your homestead and you defend your preps and you defend your family with your bullets and if you want to become better at that consider joining a membership that i've set up called the shooters club my good friend ben branham who appears on my Handgun World podcast quite a bit, and we also teach firearms classes together. The two of us created a, an exclusive membership video program. And it's, it's all videos about firearms, but it's really good stuff. We we've really worked hard, spent a lot of time to give you some good information. For only $8 a month, you can join that. And if you go to survival.com, todayssurvival.com on the right-hand margin. You'll see a link there on how to join the Shooters Club. Or you can go to shootersclubmembers.com. That's shootersclubmembers.com. $8 a month. You want to save a little bit of money and sign up for a full year? $75 for a year. I'll email you the password and you can access all the videos. There's over 55 videos on there and I just put up a new video on a real discreet carry bag for my AR-15. I got a backpack carrier for my ar-15 that does not look like i'm carrying a rifle it's made by colt it's pretty cool and i just reviewed it on the shooters club i think you're going to like that so beyond gear folks work on the software and i got more to say next week i'm going to continue this theme on beyond gear survival beyond gear with that said folks i'm bob main thanks for listening to another episode of today's survival show helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are I'll catch you next week goodbye